All right, my friends, welcome back to your Bible book by book. I'm Pastor Luke, and this is the book of Jonah. And Jonah is a book that we are pretty familiar with. We we love the book of Jonah. It's one of those uh, books that um, we uh, teach to our, our children, and uh, we love to talk about because of the fantastic uh, miracles in Jonah, and especially the, the big fish that swallows Jonah. Um, and then uh, spits them back out on dry land. And so um, because we are so familiar with the book of Jonah, we, we may overlook some of the uh, details of the book of Jonah, what's going on, who is Jonah, what is happening in Israel um, at this time, and, and some of those things, and what the book is really primarily about. And so let's dive into some of that. Um, Jonah is uh, um, referenced in 2 Kings chapter 14 um, as having uh, been a prophet during uh, the kingship of Jeroboam II. Um, And so he is a king of Israel. And remember, Israel is the north kingdom and Judah is the southern kingdom. And uh, what we know about Israel is that it um, suffered from um, idolatry and um, a, a weakness, which was that they did not have the temple um, in Israel, and so their worship of God was uh, was illegitimate. They they couldn't worship correctly, um, and so they concocted some practices that were wrong, um, and uh, they they were led astray. And so, but that doesn't mean that they there weren't uh, faithful. Uh, people in Israel, and Jonah is one of those people. So he prophesies during the the reign of Jeroboam II, um, and that is the mid-700s B.C., so 750 B.C. Jeroboam has a long reign, about 40 years, and so uh, sometime in that reign, uh, Jonah prophesies, and um, he's pretty well known. So probably well known, uh, we would assume, because of the events that he uh, outlines details in his book of prophecy in the book of Jonah. And so the the book of Jonah um, is written really not like most of the books of prophecy, uh, but it's much more along the lines of historical narrative. It it could have actually easily fit um, stylistically into 2 Kings, right where it mentions Jonah's name. The, The whole book could have been placed right there in Second Kings, and uh, it would have fit pretty nicely. Um, so Jonah is a, a book that uh, we enjoy reading because it is a story. It's historical narrative in form, and um, it, it's written with a lot of humor and a lot of, a lot of satire, um, which means that it is exemplifying um, evil, and uh, it is uh, showing it for its its foolishness. Um, and so whenever you see uh, something like that where where wickedness is is being portrayed as utterly s- wicked and and uh, and it's being shown for you know the the ridiculous nature that it is, then that's that's satire. Um, and so Jonah um, reveals that because he, himself actually as prophet, and this is kind of the unique and strange thing, is that as a called prophet who hears the word of the Lord, um, he actually runs away from God um, trying to escape um, the, the, the uh, uh, call that's been put on his life, the, the requirement that he would go and proclaim 
um, the judgment that God's about to bring on Nineveh. Um, and why he runs away from that is because um, he prefers to see Nineveh fall because Nineveh is the capital city of the Assyrians. And um, as you may recall, uh, Assyria is going to be responsible for the uh, fall of Israel, um, probably uh, about maybe 50, 60 years later than where Jonah prophesies. Um, and so what happens is that uh, Jonah, he, he um, knows that if he proclaims the grace of God, that really the judgment of God, that the grace of God will prevail because if these people will repent, then God will relent. That's a spiritual principle that you see all through Scripture, that if you will repent, then God will relent, that God will respond uh, faithfully to repentance. And so Jonah knows this, and he does not want the Ninevites to repent because um, there's a, a obviously a, a great um, discord between Israel and Assyria. Um, and what is happening in Assyria and in Judah, or uh, in Israel at this time, is that Assyria is struggling and it is declining. Um, they are finding themselves um, in a very weak position at this point in their history, while Israel is actually advancing and it's um, increasing um, its borders. It's it's pushing uh, beyond its its limits that it has had historically. Um, and so, what it seems to be is that Israel is is successful and prospering, and and Assyria is declining. And and obviously, uh, Jonah wants to see that continue. Um, and so he tries to run away from God. And so the, the basic moral of the story has to do with a couple of different things. One is that God is sovereign over all creation. So there's nowhere that Jonah can go uh, that he can escape from God. That's obvious uh, to us as people who understand and, and read and believe the Bible. Um, and so that becomes much more obvious through Scripture um, in Jonah, that God is in control of everything, and, and especially the sea. And so um, the sea begins to revolt uh, against Jonah and the sailors. And um, what's ironic is that Jonah has no regard for human life, apparently. He doesn't seem to value human life very highly, um, especially uh, of his enemies, where the uh, sailors on the ship that Jonah is on regard his life and uh, try to save him, even though he's responsible for the, the storm that is threatening all of the, the, uh, the, the sailors on that ship. Um, they try to save Jonah. Well, they can't do that. Eventually, they end up having to throw Jonah into the sea, and uh, along comes a giant fish. Now, uh, there is a little bit of um, disagreement among um, scholars about this and, and uh, whether or not this is a whale or a giant fish or, or whatever this creature is, uh, because scientifically what we've discovered and learned and understand is that whales are actually mammals, and so they're not technically fish. And so uh, when you see, you know, in your Bible or, or somebody referencing a whale swallowed Jonah, then people kind of get uh, a little offended by that because the Bible says it was a giant fish. And um, and here's what you need to understand about um, Hebrew is that the word that is translated fish here 
is, is a lot more ambiguous than um, than what we would uh, make a difference in in our own language with fish and whales, uh, which means that it's basically a giant sea creature, a, a sea monster, something that's fish-like. It could have been a whale. It doesn't really matter. Um, it was a, a giant fish of some kind that swallowed Jonah. Um, and that's really all the point that, uh, and all the detail that really the scripture is making um, in this instance. It's a giant sea creature that swallows Jonah, and that is actually the, um, the way that God is going to use to save Jonah. And so Jonah thanks God for uh, the fish that actually uh, preserves his, his life and saves him. Um, so Jonah proceeds to obey God, and he goes and he preaches to this giant city um, that uh, responds uh, very um, quickly and wholeheartedly to his uh, very simple message that God is going to judge Nineveh. Um, and so they respond, and Jonah waits to see uh, what's going to happen. He's hoping that God will uh, not be faithful to uh, show mercy and grace, which uh, we know that God will always show mercy and grace when people repent. Um, and what he finds is that the, that God does um, relent from his judgment because of the, the, the act of, of humility that Nineveh uh, portrays in, in, in their act of repentance. And so Jonah is upset about that. Um, he's actually angry uh, with God, and uh, he, he wishes that he would die. Um, and, and so the whole story um, is really an indictment on a couple of things. One is uh, on Jonah himself. And so we believe Jonah wrote the book of Jonah and uh, was indicting his own lack of faith and his own understanding of the, the greatness of God and the um, great grace of God. But also, it's, it's a little bit of an indictment on the uh, Jewish people in general um, that uh, it was supposed to, I believe, draw the Jewish people to a deeper and a broader understanding of how great God's grace and mercy is, uh, that he is sovereign over all the earth, and he wants the entire world to know who he is and to respond to him um, in, in faith and in repentance and in obedience. And so uh, the message of the gospel and the desire of God really is that everybody everywhere uh, would know him. And so Jonah points to that, um, and I think it becomes one of uh, our Christians' uh, favorite uh, Old Testament books and Old Testament stories uh, because it uh, is a, an indication, and it's not the only one by, by any means, but it is an indication of, of how inclusive God is in his kingdom, that he wants all people to know him and to love him, and uh, that uh, he will respond uh, to that faith with his own grace and mercy. And so uh, that's the, the basic overview of Jonah. And again, um, probably don't have to encourage you to read Jonah, but I will because it is your Bible, book by book.